Our students are the future. How we advance innovation and impact and approach equity in their classrooms will determine how we thrive as a world community. The status quo just won't cut it. That's why we're here to break the grade. Hello, breakers and difference makers. I'm Josh Chernikoff, host of How I Broke That. I'm a two-time entrepreneur in the education space, and I've successfully exited both of those companies. I've experienced my fair share of breaks in my life, and I'm here to bring my signature approach to my new show, Breaking the Grade. Welcome to Breaking the Grade, the third show of 2024. We're not a new show, and our topic today is not new for many of you. LinkedIn started in 2003. I actually got on LinkedIn in May of 2007, so I would consider myself kind of an early adopter. I had to leverage LinkedIn because I had no network in the education space, and LinkedIn helped me build that. Today, the platform has evolved, and hopefully your LinkedIn profile has evolved from a resume to a sales funnel. If it hasn't, we can help you. And if it hasn't, you got to listen to today's guest. Brent is a friend of mine, although he's a Cowboys fan, <laughs> and he believes in the power of LinkedIn. So Brent, join us, my friend. Josh, thanks for having me. Although I think we talked about not talking about football. Didn't we talk about that? We did. I, I probably got, what, there's six seconds into it without mentioning this. So Brent yeah, is a Cowboys like, fan. Congrats. Get that out of the way. Yeah, congrats to you. I'm a Washington football fan, so that's all out of the way. But let's talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn you, me, my team, winning combination, right? Indeed. Okay, cool. Brent, tell everybody quickly, you know, kind of about your, your business, but then also the business that you are beginning to build using LinkedIn. Yeah, well, so my uh, 12-year-old daughter and I actually started an ed tech company about uh, two years ago called My Owl. We use a single sign-on solution to integrate with all of the apps that a school uses to give students a centralized dashboard where they can go to find all of their homework instead of going out to all these hundreds of different apps and logins and clicks that they need to uh, to finish their work. So we've gamified homework to help motivate them a little bit, um, which I think is a, a fun aspect to it. But um, as far as the LinkedIn side of it, we'll get into it here in a little bit, but I was not an early adopter. I am not a social media guy, but I am a networking person and I do believe in the power of networking. And LinkedIn is the mother of all networking apps and tools. And so it became imperative that it become an integral part of, of our business and, and how we move forward. Excellent. So, you know, there are 129,000 schools on LinkedIn. So your ideal client is out there and you can find it. Can you talk about just kind of a, a brief overview of how you've gotten to this point in LinkedIn to recognize that although you're not a social media person and you're not an introvert, right? But you have begun to leverage this social media platform. Well, yeah. So I blame you. Okay. I've been blamed for worse. <laughs> because I am a proud member of the the original Ed Sales Elevation Experience uh, cohort and the the course that you that you run. And one of the big parts of that is teaching us a little bit about LinkedIn. And it was my my initial stab at LinkedIn was terrible and embarrassing to even really consider. There was no banner. Uh, there were no you know hashtags telling you a little bit about 
even just the smallest amount of what we did. There was no about section. There was nothing. I mean, literally nothing. And so it quickly became apparent that this is a tool that lots of people, lots of companies, lots of individuals use as way more than just a resume. And that if we wanted to be a player in the ed tech space, in the startup world, that we needed to have a presence. And so we went about a complete and total rehabilitation of, of our LinkedIn page. Great. Speaking of presence, I just wanted to remind everybody, we're trying to have a presence in the podcasting world, Apple, Spotify, wherever, please subscribe and like. Now, back to the show. Listen, your profile has gone from not a zero on a scale of zero to 10, but maybe a two to about an eight. Are there specific achievements that you have put on LinkedIn that you think are most important for people to have on there for their education-focused profile? So you're you're kind and generous. I would give it a 0.1 maybe, but that's just me. You know, so going from really from zero, I didn't post anything. I would read people's posts, but I, I didn't I didn't even like give a thumbs up. There was no emoji reactions, nothing. So for me, it was just a question of beginning the process of of getting myself out there and getting us out there positioned as a thought leader in the space in the ed, ed tech world, in the homework space. And so for like accomplishments wise, sure. I mean, we, we were on a, a different podcast, which I've, I've shouted to the rooftops on LinkedIn, you know, I had an article that was published in a magazine on homework portals that I shouted from the rooftops. But, you know, for us, it really is, is trying to become more regular in people's, you know, LinkedIn pages so that they see us asking questions or, sharing interesting articles or responding to their posts. For us, the accomplishment was the rehabilitated page. That's great. And and so I think you're moving into phase two. I mean, obviously, congratulations on posting those things. Love them. Share them with our, our network here and especially cohort one. But can you talk about the challenge that is consistently posting? Because consistently posting is very hard, as a lot of people probably know. I have my LinkedIn and learning from six o'clock till seven o'clock every single morning where I sit there and I post and I comment. And when I comment, it's not a thumbs up or a like or a love or amazing. It's got to be thoughtful comments. What's your approach? Yeah. So that's an interesting question. So, so the internal struggle that I have with LinkedIn is that for me, I would rather have 15 to 20, 25 people that I am very well connected with and they can count on me for whatever they need. Mm -hmm. I can count on them for whatever I need. But there is this social media breeds this. You're where you want to try to get as many people following you as possible, right? There's some sort of badge of honor if you hit a certain number of people who follow you. But the ability to post things, the ability to think about all right, well, for this week, this is how many posts I want to do. This is how many comments I want to make. I have to do that every Sunday night mm -hmm. to sort of plan ahead so that those people, whether the, the 25 people that I'm really, really connected to or the 100 people that I, you know, I'm not as connected to but want to share something with can continually receive information from us with the idea that if there ever is a question, hey, I got this problem with homework. Who can we ask about homework? Oh, I know a guy. He's on LinkedIn all the time, right? So for us, it's, it's scheduling it out every Sunday night and then trying to follow through best as we can throughout the week. I get it. I sort of took your question and 
took it a different direction, but hopefully I still answered it. No, you answered it well, but I get it. After the Cowboys win, I go, I take all that, you know, positive energy and I do my LinkedIn, but you have your strategy. So Sunday evenings, you plan out your strategy and you try and really speak to the community, whether it's 25 or the 100 you're trying to reach, you are trying to speak to that community with the post that you are putting out there. Yep, that's correct. Okay. I'm going to sidetrack us a bit, and I'm going to talk community. Nice segue, right? So Brent was in cohort number one, and uh, Brent's got the biggest heart and said in one of our meetings, we've got to keep this group together, and we've got to get other entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs in the education space to come together and talk about lead generation. And so Brent became the president of our alumni mastermind community. And it's uh, partially a free community, but then we do have a paid version coming, but we'll talk about that later. So we've got this free community that we hope everybody joins. Myself or Brent will reach out. You can find it on Mighty Networks, and we'll have that in the show description. Brent, can you talk about real quickly, like what has the community that we have built meant to you? Wow. How much time do we have? I'm going to give you 30 seconds. (laughs) It's meant everything, right? Because the thing is, is, is you, you'll read a lot of articles, you see a lot of things on, on LinkedIn and other places where it talks about the startup journey and how lonely and how frustrating and how much of an emotional roller coaster it is. And to have a group of like-minded people who are passionate about their own companies, but want to help you however they can with this whole idea of people helping people, mm-hmm. like that is, that to me is invaluable. Yeah, I'm with you. So interestingly enough, that that cohort, anything you post, we're going to like, we're going to love, we're going to repost it, we're going to comment thoughtfully. Can you give some other instances where people who were not members of our cohort or in your immediate network saw something, reached out to you and what it led to? Well, so it's a combination of things for me on LinkedIn, right? So I, I try to stay as tapped into the ed tech community as I can, but it's also something I use a lot for the startup community and, you know, connections with investors Mm. or people who are in that sort of the the fundraising side of things, um, whether they're podcast people or authors or, you know, thought leaders, whoever it may be, is something that I've learned a tremendous amount from, from reading these posts I think that being able to respond to somebody's post in a thoughtful way, kind of what you were saying before, you're not just giving a thumbs up or, you know, a smiley face or whatever. You're actually responding to something that they're saying in an attempt to make a connection with them, right? Mm -hmm. Connections are the most valuable thing, in my opinion. And so I try to do the same thing. I try to make a connection with somebody so that we can build a relationship and they can then come to me. The article that I mentioned that was published is somebody who I had built a connection with when the subject came up of, we need somebody to write an article on homework portals. They said, oh, well, let's go. I, I got a guy. You got a guy. Yeah, we all got a guy, but you're the, you're the homework guy. So that's great. Have you made your way into any of the LinkedIn groups or communities and what has your experience been with those if you have? There's only one. Um, there's one called On Startups that I joined. I actually have found those and I've dabbled around in a couple of others, but I haven't like officially joined them or, or really followed them with any regularity. It's it's a bit 
haphazard and I, I find mm. them to be more difficult to follow than just the group of people that I'm connected to. So I kind of like to think of, you know, my community as my community and that's easier for me to follow than, than something like that. Understood. Does that make sense? It does. It totally makes sense. I, I encourage you if, if you have time or if people are listening, have time, you know, it's an art and a science to be a member of these communities. Mm. You have to be thoughtful when you're in there. You can't just get in and, and look for connections and, and look to further your own business or, or your career. But I think when you do get in and when you do participate, you then can be strategic about who you want to talk to. For example, uh, we, we have a few companies that we work with that have been uh, part of a principals group. And although they are not principals, they have given enough credibility to themselves in their participation that they've been allowed to stay and then they've been able to target specific principles. So maybe that's something to think about. What was the turning point for you overall where you kind of had the aha moment where you said, ah, now I get LinkedIn. Now I get why we did the banner. Now I get why we have a professional profile picture. Now I get why we have a, a headline, you know, a, a sales funnel for a profile, not a CV. What was, was there an aha moment for you? That's interesting. I, so, you know, I've applied for a few accelerators and things like that for, for my owl. And there was one that sort of came along the rejection letter, uh, came along around the same time I started taking the elevation ed sales elevation experience. And it dawned on me that one of the first places that these people reading these applications likely go is your LinkedIn page because they mm -hmm. want to see how serious of a player you are. Do you have a website? Okay, great. You have a website. It looks pretty good. I like it. Now let's go see how active you are in social media. And once I started changing things around and improving the, the page and creating a company page and, um, and posting things, I started to see more people sign up on our website and, um, and sign up to, to stay connected with me on LinkedIn. So I don't know if there's like a specific, you know, 5.30 p.m. on a Tuesday in October, mm -hmm. but there was an aha moment where it's like, oh, I, I wonder if my lack of presence in LinkedIn is hurting me with these accelerator applications. Okay. Well, now you, as you said, are a player in the LinkedIn <laughs> space. And maybe you yeah. can be a player in the targeted email space, also known as cold email. Um, one of our mm. sponsors is Instantly. I've been working with them. Um, and if you're still sending cold emails from one account in 2024, you're definitely doing it wrong. Instantly is revolutionizing the outreach platforms for cold email, which as you know, I'm a big fan of, if you do it right. Their mission is to empower businesses to expand their reach and grow their customer base, and they understand the challenges of cold email. So inside of the show notes is my affiliate. Happy to talk to you uh, or anybody um, about using Instantly and why um, it's very helpful. So talk to me one more, one more time just about groups and I've tried to convince you on maybe trying to use them and we can maybe have a follow-up conversation because you and I always talk, but do you think that you'll end up using groups more often? I think the problem there is that I just, I'm not in the right group. Hmm. Um, I'm in a group that has thousands upon thousands of people who are connected to it. Okay. Um, and I think that that might be, it's not targeted enough for me. It's every 
possible startup you can think of. Hey, I got a pet rock business I want to start up. I'm <laughs> going to join this community, right? I mean, I, I need to be in. I need to be more in the ed tech community space. And so I'm not opposed to the idea at all. I just don't think I've found the right group. I think it's something I need to dig into a little bit more. Gotcha. Whether you're in a group or not, I think that um, obviously you remember Sam. Sam was a member of our cohort number one. And Sam, I would say, super cool dude, introvert though. And so I think um, a little bit of a challenge in the social media world, kind of reaching out, doesn't want to bug people, wants to do it all on his own. I can completely respect that. So what do you say to people who don't want to bug people to, you know, speak to them or have a conversation, whether they are doing it in a comment or whether they're reaching out to them in messages? Yeah, I think we're both dads. So I I think about those things that I try to teach my kids and how they interact with other people and and Mm -hmm. show respect. And I think if you, you know, nobody likes to be rejected when you send these things out and have them Mm -hmm. either ignored or told you to leave you alone or unsubscribe or whatever it might be. But I think if you approach people in the right way, in a respectful way, in a way that, that shows that you've done some work that I don't send you Josh an email that says, dear Bill, right? So you do your homework and you're respectful about it. I think that's, it's a, it's a tool that if you're not using it, it, you're, you're hurting yourself. Yeah, you're right. That is something that we talked about a lot in our cohort and Ed Sales Elevation Experience, which is rejection is a part of this, you know, um, because you're going to need to send out probably more LinkedIn requests than you might want to, and you're not going to go 10 for 10, 50 for 50, whatever it is. So we have a, a LinkedIn workshop coming up. Um, where we'll talk about things like rejection. It will help people to get more visible online and to stand out and essentially turn that resume profile they have into a sales page and start having the right conversations. So we'll also talk about the future of education on LinkedIn because we know a lot about that. We'll also talk about the emerging trends and opportunities within LinkedIn. Remember, 129,000 schools are on LinkedIn. We're not going to talk about all 129,000 schools in our workshop coming up in that hour, but what we will do is talk about how we target the ones that work specifically for you. So we're getting closer to ending this, although I am happy to talk more and more with Brent. Um, Brent, can you give some of your most helpful and easy tips to our audience in terms of really getting over the hump to believe Really, this is the most important thing. You have to believe in LinkedIn. Yeah, you do. Honestly, and this is something that I struggle with with a lot of things, but the biggest hurdle for me in LinkedIn was that I felt I needed to improve everything all at once. Like I couldn't just improve the banner right now because I haven't improved the profile section. Well, I can't improve the profile section though until I improve the hashtags or this or that, right? So it's one of those things where you just need to go and just take little steps and it's going to evolve, right? It's, it is like a resume. It's always changing. It's a living document. You're going to update it every time something new happens or something positive or add a hashtag or add an updated, whatever it might be. If you wait until you feel like you, you have everything, years will have gone by. So just get out there and do it. Improve the page. Just start posting. The other thing I'd probably say and. I'm not a 20-something living on my mom's couch eating Top Ramen. Find some teenager who can help you 
figure out all these hashtags and like, they're the ones who know how to do this stuff. Right. So like for me, it took a little bit of a leap of faith to even start commenting on people's stuff. It's like, who am I to comment? Right. Just do it. Just do it. Get out there and improve the page, get out there and comment, get out there and post, get out there and put videos up there. Like you just, otherwise you'll never, it'll never happen. Yeah. I'm with you. Get out there and do it. I say this about the EdTales Elevation experience and part of what we start off with is LinkedIn. And I truly believe that after day one from our cohorts, your confidence and clarity in your business increases. So Brent, do you find, did you find that as you just were taking swings, I don't care what they are, baseball, golf, whatever, you're taking those swings when it comes to LinkedIn, you, you comment on something, you change your picture, you add something. Did you feel that confidence and clarity going up for yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. It kind of goes to what you were talking about rejection earlier, right? So you should view rejection as an opportunity, right? It's, it's a chance for you to look at whatever it is that you are doing and decide if it is indeed an issue that needs to be resolved, how to resolve it. And so, you know, every time you put something out there, you feel a little bit more comfortable about doing it the next time. Mm -hmm. Even if you get feedback from somebody saying, you know, that's a stupid picture or, you know, or that's a, you know, I don't, I totally disagree with your entire concept. Okay. But we're engaging now and we're in a conversation about it and that's a step forward. So um, I do think, and there are all sorts of other things that this whole LinkedIn side of the Ed Sales Elevation experience, we, we haven't even really talked about it, but I completely pivoted in terms of my ideal client based on our conversations around LinkedIn and improving that. I was focusing on public schools and public school districts, and there was just something in our conversation about how we were structuring our LinkedIn pages and what we were trying to say. And it, it occurred to me that we should be going after... with private schools should be the ideal customer right now. So, I mean, there's all sorts of benefits that come out of, out of the LinkedIn experience. Well, if one of your goals is to be like Brent in at least one way, which is LinkedIn and to get more leads, then you should definitely come to this workshop. The workshop is coming up and what we will do is we will focus on turning your profile into a sales funnel. We'll build your online presence, which will help you attract more leads and basically boost you up professionally and almost in an effortless way. You're going to spend an hour with myself and my team and we'll help you. You know, one last thing I wanted to say that, that I thought you might find interesting that we haven't talked about. I was talking with uh, Tony, who's my coach, who you know, Brent, and we were talking about LinkedIn and she said, you know, another thing you can do is you can comment on your competition. And I'm thinking, really? Tell me more. And she said, well, if you are thoughtfully commenting on your competition, essentially your clients are probably seeing you in your competition's comments. And so they may not be saying, Brent, that was great, but they're probably beginning to say, wow, this guy's got some smart things to say about what I believe in as well. Let's go see. So I have never thought about competition in the education space. When I was in the tutoring space, there was always enough kids to tutor. When we were in the aftercare space, there was always enough schools to do aftercare. So tell me your initial reaction. I believe you're hearing it for the first time about commenting in your competitions, profiles, and, and company pages. I like it. It's sneaky, but I would not have thought about that. But it makes sense. And again, I think it goes back to the idea of 
you know, you, you do it in a respectful way, a thoughtful way, but I'm already trying to figure out how, <laughs> how I might do that. That's very, that's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, not, not to go too far into football, but I feel like this is like, you know, an end around with the wide receiver lined up on the sidelines or, you know, t- pretending to talk to the coach. This is an mm-hmm. interesting play that you can try and see if it, you know, works. And like you said, see if it feels comfortable. You know, some of these uh, tricks and tips are not for everybody. One last thing, and we'll bring this up. If you go to Brent's LinkedIn profile, you will not see his pretty face. Why not, Brent? Because the picture, I, the logo I put up there of our owl is way better looking than me. So I figured yeah. why not do that? Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we joke about it, but that's, that's what's comfortable to Brent. And I think that's totally reasonable. Um, so you have to make LinkedIn work for you. You have to do it, but you have to make it work for you. Just like lead generation. You know, lead generation has to feel good for you. And uh, this whole conversation, Brent, feels good. Love talking to you. Love you, man. You've been a huge proponent of the Ed Sales Elevation Experience. We love my owl. And um, so I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. You you do amazing work. And um, um, it's been the trajectory of my owl has been sort of steady for a while. And then I met you and did Ed Sales and it's just gone up and up and up. So you get all the credit, brother. Cheers, man. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, Breakers. Thanks for joining us on Breaking the Grade. If you want to get to know your fellow Breakers in education better, please join us in our community in Mighty Networks. You can also follow us on social media for lead generation tips, information about the community and the social media in the show description. And if you want to help us out, please like and subscribe to the show. Keep on breaking, you lead gen legends.